Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now, Let's start today's show. And welcome to episode 11 of Rural Business Focus. Um, Today on the show, we're talking about one of those things that for me is pretty close to home a lot of the time, depending on where in the country I'm working from. Um, And I know for a fact that it also at times is a struggle for a lot of you. Yes, we're talking about rural connection and broadband today. Um, We seem to be consistently promised better connection in the countryside and perhaps in places it has improved in recent years, but there remain a lot of places that still struggle. Will they always struggle though? Is it something that we just have to put up with? Well, I'm hoping my guests today will be able to shed some light on this for us. I'm really pleased to be joined by Emma and Peter Sedgwick, directors at Rural Communications Limited, which is based in Murray north of the beautiful Cairngorms National Park. Hi, both. Thanks very much for coming on. Hi, Ben. Thanks oh, very man. much for having us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Tell us a bit about um, your business, Rural Communications, because I mean, in terms of what you do and, and why you set up the business in the first place. Um, yeah, I mean, we we started um, in the, the midst of the pandemic. From the outset, it, we, we wanted to connect both ours and other local communities um, and rural areas being able to help people has been quite a sort of fantastic option you know opportunity for us we, we were in that same position um, of having poor rural connectivity and that sort of kind of spurred the creation of rural communications we're a small business but we we provide a big business service it's us that you get in touch with we do surveys and we do installations all the in-between as well, the project management. And um, so, as I say, we're, we're quite intimately knowledgeable about our, our clients. We're an approved supplier um, on the Scottish Government's broadband voucher scheme. We are applying for the UK Gigabit voucher scheme, uh, which is a UK government scheme. And they're built to just provide rural areas with access to funding, be able to get better connections uh, termed super fast or um, hyper fast uh, broadband connectivity um, and that so that was quite a, a great progression for us to become an approved supplier um, on the Scottish uh, government system and hopefully for the UK government one. Are there, are there many sort of smaller companies like yours um, doing what you're doing because obviously lots of people will have heard of obviously the, the big guys but are there, are there many sort of smaller companies? There are some other small companies mm-hmm. um, but you have to know where to look for them, I suppose. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that we encounter when we speak to people is that they didn't realise that there was any other option. You know, they say 
that they they're so frustrated they didn't realize there was any other option than the service that was at the property and has always been at the property um and they absolutely love when they speak to a small business they're able to support the rural economy yep. and they're they're able to speak to real people when they've got a problem and most people you can just about hear their smile over the phone <laughs> they just can't believe that, that that that's possible so it, that's a really really nice aspect of the business yeah and are you working with businesses or, or households or, or a mix of both a mixture of yeah, both actually board, yeah. yes mm-hmm. um you know we we deal with clients at various different locations various different sizes and our more commercial work allows us to provide support to smaller organizations um to be able to support charities in the local community and things like that as well things like that are really important to us it really is about bolstering rural communities to be able to give them that connectivity but also to to help them to be a more thriving community Mm -hmm. a more thriving rural economy it's providing that connection that that can come from the, the isolation of having you know, you, people know what it's like when either you know your broadband, but um, you know if you if you go back even further, when your if your phone line was to go down yeah. in these very rural and isolated areas, and um, so you know it, it, it's giving people these you know more reliable connections, faster connections. It, it keep it brings a community together more. Um, you know, people are physically meeting less and less, um, mm-hmm. but the the ability to be able to do so digitally requires internet you know you you don't have the option if you don't have the internet Mm. many of our clients actually don't have phone signal as well as not having decent internet you know we were one of those properties where you had to walk up the hill at the back in all weathers just to be able to call the health center if you had um needed an appointment for your small child or something you know there really are proper practical difficulties that our clients are facing and we understand them you know it's it's really important to have that understanding when you come um to clients yeah, completely. So can you just give us some context behind, I suppose, the main struggles that people have when it comes to rural connection? And that could it be that could be the infrastructure itself, that that could be could be broader social issues as well. I think as Peter was saying, you know, there can be areas that are very isolated that are close to gigabit capable connections, but they're just not able to tap into them um, just with the way that it works. There's also the problem that areas can be difficult to reach with their topography as well. You know, there's there's being far and remote in, certain, in terms of distance, but there's also being in a valley and having challenges of the way that you get to a property, yeah. um, which can affect connectivity and it can affect the rollout of the, the bigger commercial players in the market. Um, that's why a lot of people that come to us feel very forgotten about by the big networks okay yeah okay. i think as emma said there's no kind of hard fast rule of well that area gets good connection and that area doesn't um in the the, the topography that we have and you know sort of northern england into scotland there's this sort of quite deep deep set valley communities mm. um and the, the the connectivity they have varies wildly from valley to valley um you know that you couldn't put them in the same postcode and say yeah they all get good signal it can yeah. actually vary wildly per postcode and is, is is that improving at all is it likely to improve 
It, it is improving. There are improvements happening. Um, you know, the, um, the the both UK and Scottish government, the Welsh Assembly, they're all involved in improving the infrastructure. But it, it's just it's it's slow, and it's it, they're finding people who are isolated first. Okay. Um, you know, it's not this kind of broad sweeping. Let's get internet across the country. It's trying to find where it is to start with, which you know, it, it that's the sort of drawn out process. But yeah, the I mean, the improvements obviously fiber rollout across the country, um, but that tends to be quite sort of centralised. Yeah, it's um, not cost efficient, no. even if you are one of the really big um, commercial organisations to be providing one or two properties in a remote rural location with mm. fiber so the the commercial rollouts even the government funded ones are often not getting to those communities um that might be most in need and um, that that's always a big concern okay i mean I, I, how many of your customers uh, in, and i'm thinking in terms of, sort of rural businesses here as well may have uh during covid for example, when, when more people were working from home, um, was that a, a a key topic? I suppose in terms of in terms of the changes and the and the needs that you were having to fulfil. Yeah, it, it hit people hard. You know, so many people. I think it was the internet was a second thought, really, until everybody was forced to work from home, or yeah. a lot of people. Sorry, not everybody, but working from home, they realised my internet's not good enough. What what do I do? And that, and as you say, they ask that question. You know, they don't know where to go. Yeah. You know, they they speak to their current provider and they say, no, that you you've got the maximum that we can give you. And until the infrastructure is invested in, provided, you know, that they they have very little option, um, because they don't know where to look. Um, which is this uh, that's probably the main sticking point of getting so many people connected. Um, and that was what happened over the pandemic was a lot of people were told, let's like, you know, businesses saying we have to work from home. We can't all come into the office. Um, and people ended up saying, well, I can't work. You know, how do I work? What can yeah. we be doing to make sure that I can connect and speak to other people? We know of key workers that could have worked from home with the type of role that they did, but they needed that connectivity. And they were unable to do so. So they were having to find somewhere else to go and work or having to go into an office, which okay. we're a bit more relaxed about it now, obviously, with vaccination and things. But you can't underestimate the stress, the additional stress that that puts on people um, feeling that it's purely because of their lack of connectivity that they're having to go into a high risk environment to work. Mm. So in terms of the difference between the people I suppose with the slowest speeds and the fastest speeds, the people at the very bottom and the people at the very top. Um, what's what is the sort of difference we're talking about? Some people with no connection. You know, the, the the baseline is zero. Yeah. You know, the, there are people who do not and cannot get a connection. Um, you know, they're lucky if they have along their standards phone lines that they're getting maybe one megabit per second. Yeah. On a good day. You know, um, they get no 4G, there's no mobile signal. It's, it, it just, it's such an isolating situation. Um, but that, that they're the people who are on the sort of, we would we would call it the, the internet poverty, where they, they, they just, they have no access, they have no solution. So they, they kind of sort of, they amble along, they try and make do, they, they do the best they can. 
Um, and then, you know, at, at the top end of that, though, is where all the investment is. You know, you're, as I say, your centralized population, you know, the population getting, you know, it's gigabit, it's 10 gigabit, it's coming up to 100 gigabit capabilities. Yeah. Um, Blimey, you know, that, 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 if you're from my head, that is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> Those sorts of speeds. It, wow. it is, and you know that people talk about you know oh, but you know, what 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 does that mean? Well, if you were running, uh, and uh, there's quite a few examples out there for people to see, so they can see how long how long does it take to download uh, an, an HD movie on certain connections, mm-hmm. and on the people at the bottom end, as I say, that you know between zero and one megabit per second. You're you're talking about downloading a you know a high definition, not 4K, just a standard high definition movie. Yeah, you're talking days. Yeah, to download yeah. A, a movie, and at the other end of that, on the you know if but well, we'll go what's commercially available on a 10 gigabit connection, you could be having it in seconds. <laughs> it's you know how, how precious is that time? It is incredible. So in terms of the people you work with and some of the areas you go to, mm. what are the sort of practical changes that you make? What, what do you actually have to do on the ground in order to improve connectivity? It's our, basically what we offer is a, a proprietary survey. We, we assess what technology um, and it, it, what, what the availability is. We, ha- we have to go in and it's a, a per client basis. You know, we, we can't just go there with a broad brush and say, this is what you'll get. Yeah. Um, it, it's you know we, we have to go to site. We've got access as well to most of the market in terms of being able to provide access to other larger providers okay. and also creating our own networks. So mm-hmm. it does give that flexibility to really be very specific about what is best for our client. We don't view ourselves as being in sales or anything like that because it's really about meeting needs Mm -hmm. the client has the ultimate choice we give them options we tell them the pros and cons of it you know it's it's a supportive process that we take them through okay and 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 just uh, i should have said this earlier but you you as a as a business are you work are you just working in scotland or are you working on a a further field as well no no we cover uk wide you know so we've we've got um, we've had client contacts from you know south of England up to the very tip of the north of Scotland, borders to the Highlands in Scotland, where we, we travel mostly. Yeah, um, same, right. you, you we, must do some miles. Yes, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> but you know, borders of Scotland, with most most of our travel is contained within Scotland. But we support and can remotely support the entire nation. You know, it, it's not just a, a Scottish-based company. Um, we are UK. Sort of British company, mm. um, and it's you know, east coast to the Western Isles, you know, borders up to the the tip of you know, sort of John O'Groats and Wick. We're very conscious of our carbon footprint as well, um, and it's something that we try to do to help local communities. Is that we see as many people that might need us at the same time, rather than go out and see someone travel all of those miles yeah. and then have to go back again to see others once they've heard about us. Um, it's important to try and bring communities together and see if there's a wee cluster that we could maybe survey at the same time. Yeah. Um, so looking at a broader scale um, in terms of infrastructure, what are the improvements in infrastructure that have taken place in recent years when it comes to better connectivity and where have these improvements been happening? Um, your 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 first and foremost is this the the country's investment in fibre infrastructure. 
Um, and it, it's reliant on a, a few bigger organizations that are capable of installing that, that we're reliant upon, but it, it's getting there. And so, you know, fiber is available in most towns and cities now. Um, and it, it's eventually slowly getting to the outer reaches as well. Um, it's not always possible no. to dig yeah. up all of the roads to be able to lay fibres as well. Um, so it's really great that there are other options, other technologies that can be used to to take that um, connectivity um, to to more remote areas. And if um, if someone wants to take action to improve connection in their area, what can they do other than obviously pick up the the phone to you? Assuming they've got a good enough phone signal. <laughs> Well, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right there. Yeah, go to the local library and try and connect to the internet there. Yeah, assuming that's open as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that is exactly it. Um, one of the great things about being a small business, but that we work so intimately with our clients, is we get a lot of referrals. Um, so it's word of mouth. Um, you know, so people find out about us just from oh, my my neighbour or my friend said they had your your service, um, and they're delighted. They they didn't think they could get any better. Yeah, um, we've got a checker on our website as well um, that people can go on to and check their current internet speed, and they can put in some details, and we can let them know whether they are entitled to any of the government vouchers. Okay, um, which is quite good as well. I mean, that's been really really important to support so many um in, in getting better connectivity yeah. it's been a really valuable thing for so many people yeah. it's been very we, it kind of sort of stumbled across the the genius of the the company name as it were and that's um we we liked the name that we came up with but it, it's it's translated into you know, Google searches of, well, rural broadband. I want to check that. I, I don't live in a city. Yeah. I want to see what rural broadband is like. Yep. Um, so we hit those keywords and start to sort of show up higher up on the search engine, which is you know is great. And and you can look up that kind of thing. You know, when you look up. You can look up the government websites. On the government well. websites as well. Yes, yeah, so obviously we're a supplier. The, the government schemes, you can actually look for suppliers on there. You can put in your postcode, you can find your address, um, and you can you can check your availability on those websites as well, which is good. But again, they are what would be called a demand-led okay. um, grant funding, which means you have to know about it and you have to find it well, to be able to find exactly. your supplier. Exactly. So this was sort of well, my next question, actually, because I, I, I'm guessing there's actually a lot of people out there who, who don't even know about these government schemes. Yes. Yep. You're absolutely right. It's the people that are in the most remote areas that don't have the internet that's functioning enough for yeah. them to be sitting, checking it out and seeing what's available. Hmm. They're they're probably the most likely to, to be missed, which is a shame. But again, word of mouth for communities that are receiving better connectivity may help. But yeah, it's a, it's how you get to the people that are most in need. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose linked to that as well, is it is it possible for wider communities to come together? So if they're all, uh, all say, um, want to improve their own connectivity, uh, but they can yes. work together on a broad basis, is that possible? Yes, absolutely. In fact, one of the one of the communities that we were unable to help at, at the start when um, the business began 
we now have a project ongoing which is going to see them connected to Superfast Broadband, which is amazing. You know, we didn't just forget about them. The, the barriers were they were too high at the start, but we kept in touch with them. You know, we're community minded, we're purpose led, we're still thinking how can we possibly help them? Yeah. Um, and we're getting there. It, mm-hmm. It's happening. Um, and the communities come together around it as well, which is amazing. It's really, really nice to see. How, how optimistic are you for the future? And it, I mean, it, it seems like I mean, one of the great things about what you do is that bit by bit, project by project, you're actually seeing practical progress. Um, so I'm assuming you are quite positive, actually, for where things are going. Absolutely. And something that we're also really passionate about is not just helping people with the actual connectivity, but the more that our business grows, the more chance that we will have of creating other jobs and training opportunities in technology in rural communities. Yep. And that's fantastic. You know, that's something that we're really, really keen to achieve. Um, we're so aware that people are having to move away from rural areas because of lack of connectivity mm. and also lack of good quality jobs. So mm-hmm. if we were able to achieve both of those, um, in certain areas that would really just be such yeah. an achievement for us personally yeah well honestly guys i think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic i just i uh, just hope hope more people can sort of uh, get involved with it uh, we always we're finishing the show um, i'm asking every single guest to uh, tell me about either a rural business they know about or, or a social media account that they'd like to give a little bit of promotion to um, so i'm handing over to you now for on that Oh, there's so many, so, so many. Oh, I can give you a big, big list. You could, you could um, have a cut. You could have a couple if you want. But yeah. um, check out our Instagram. We absolutely love promoting when other people are doing good things. Um, it, it's definitely part of um, our ethos. Um, yeah. One of one of the main ones um, is one of our fantastic clients as well, um, Byers Farm, and they are based in Spaby in a beautiful area of Murray. Now, they are a mixed family farm. They are also open as um, a a tourist attraction. They attract local people and people from further away. They run education through play sessions. So they support um, everyone from preschool to um, corporate trips. And they're really bringing just such fantastic opportunities to the wider community to access farming and just a chance to really learn um, about what goes on in farms, about the animals, about the wider rural economy. Um, They do some really fantastic work. Um, They also work with communities that have um, disabilities and community groups as well, um, which is a a really good inclusive access. And they they yeah, they also work very well with uh, the whiskey industry, um, okay. which oh, yes. Murray is very well known for. Um, Indeed. Known as Speyside, so yeah. um, they are a producer, um, so they, they talk a lot about the, the grain to bottle uh, journey. So they, they produce the barley, um, but they also do at the site, so whiskey tastings and whiskey education. Um, sort of networking events based around the whiskey industry as well. So, yep, you can visit the barley growing in the fields and then go through the whole process during wow. a visit. Usually, well, um, nice. diverse business, really. Yeah, we also have got um, Farm Ness are doing amazing things with um, 
the circular approach to food production and manufacturing. Um, again, there'll be an educational element to that. They are based on a farm um, on the shores of Loch Ness, um, which is an amazing location to visit. It's yeah. also on the tourist route towards the North Coast 500, if you're familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Long Island retreats um, over in Eust, which um, they provide um, tours. They've got a herd of Shetland ponies that you can visit, really get involved in the crofting and the, oh, the island that, vibe. I mean, that really is a stunning part of the world. It yes. really, really is. Yes, yeah. um, we can't wait to get over there. It, it defines we're... rural, really. It's, yeah, uh... yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they produce their own meat as well, um, yeah. so it's got that real local provenance of um... not from the Shetlands, we might add. No, 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 no. Beef and lamb, <laughs> really good quality beef and lamb, um, just right there. Um, but yes, amazing. Some really, really good local businesses. It's, it's one of the main things I actually love about what you do as well. Yes, you're you're connecting people um, digitally, but you're also just you're, you're building a fantastic network as well of, of rural businesses and just people Absolutely, bringing yeah. people together as well. That, that that must just feel fantastic. It does. It does. Yes. There's um, an, another organisation that I should probably mention as well, which is doing really fantastic work. Um, I've recently taken up a role with them, which is um, Growbiz Scotland which is a charity that supports small businesses, particularly in rural areas. So small micro businesses, self-employed, and they provide education, training, business support. Really, really amazing. Super. I'll check them out. Peter, Emma, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a bit of a whistle stop, but uh, honestly, I'm yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm in absolute awe of what you're doing. Please keep up the good work, and um, please, listeners, do get in touch. If uh, although if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you actually have fairly decent connection. Uh, but if you know <laughs> anyone who doesn't have good connection, uh, then put them in put them in their direction. Next time on Rural Business Focus, I will be joined by Millie Fife, a digital marketing specialist, uh, to talk about ways that you can improve your business's online presence. Um, And on our sister podcast, Meet the Farmers, uh, I'm joined by that Welsh farmer this week, Johan Humphreys. So head over to Meet the Farmers to hear from him. But for now, I will leave you in the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing this week that helps you progress and one thing that helps someone else. Keep focused and I will see you next time.